or by power, but by my spirit. Sorry, Zechariah, isn't it? It's chapter 4. But by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by our own energies. It's not by what we can muster up or how hard you and I can live this Christian life. But it's about how the Holy Ghost is a part of our life and how the Holy Spirit is a part of our life. Because the river speaks, when it speaks of the river and speaks of the river of life, it's actually speaking of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to just think, okay, every time you're, we're reading about the river this morning or talking about the river, we're talking about the Holy Spirit within the life of a believer. So if you look with me in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, it says this, Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. It's a really a, a wonderful thing that we're reading here, because what we're seeing is very clearly is that the throne <clears throat> is related to the river. If we want to reverse that a little bit, we need to say that the river is related to the throne. In its relationship to the throne, we need to see that the throne is very important to how the river flows. And the river comes out of the throne. That throne is about authority. That throne is about ruling. That throne is about the power of God. But out of this throne, it's not necessarily what it simply represents, but who sits on it. Because that throne can talk about authority and can talk about ruling. But most of all, it's not the throne that's ruling, as it is the one who sits upon the throne that's ruling. And as that one who sits upon the throne is ruling, and as he rules from that headship, from that authority that's found on the one who rules on that throne, water comes out of that. In other words, the moving of the Holy Spirit comes from the one who sits upon the throne. The river of life, life itself, comes from the one who sits upon the throne. So where there is life and where there is something that's moving with great, great energy, it's coming not just from a throne, but it's coming from a person who rules upon that throne. For you and I today, it's very, very relevant to understand that the, the matter of the Holy Spirit is not a matter and an entity unto itself, as it is the matter of the Holy Spirit comes from life found in Christ. It comes from one who sits upon the throne. If you were to read with me to Revelations chapter 21. Revelations chapter 21. And it says there in verse... Four, three, sorry. I heard a shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be him and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne, said, Look, I make everything new. And he said to me, Write this down, 
For I will tell you, what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning. And I am the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the river of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. The one who sits upon the throne is Jesus himself. He is worthy to sit upon the throne. If we don't have a grasp today, other than a nonchalant, rhetorical, cliché, that God is in charge, we fail to understand that there is something that is magnificently happening right now at this moment, and that is Jesus upon the throne. It can't be filled with the cliché that at least we know the one who's in charge. God forbid that we would be so trite. Because it's not that there's somebody in charge. It's Jesus who's in charge. And it's just not that we kind of know about this person. This Jesus begs a relationship with the people he loves who he calls his own. And he rules and reigns on their behalf, on your behalf. He is on the throne. This Jesus is not meant to be at least someone's in charge. This person says, I am in charge on your behalf. He says, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, I am the beginning and the end. I am complete in every way. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is left undone. Everything has been completed. The one who sits upon the throne, he lacks nothing, he is not limited by anything, and everything is complete. He says, it is finished. So we come to one today who's one who sits upon the throne where the river of life, the Holy Spirit, flows in a mighty way. We come to one whose name is Jesus, who lacks nothing, who's complete in all things. In other words, we worship one. We worship a living God who in no way falls short of what needs to be done in this earth. When we come to Him, we come to one who is complete in every way. And we say, why do we worship Jesus? Why do we come to Him? Is He just a friend or is He just the one who saved me? Well, folks, I believe when we come to Jesus, we come to one who's far more than just that guy who sits upon the throne and who's in charge and who's done something for us. When we look at it and we look at the Word of God, and especially if we look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it says this, that we were once dead in our sins, but because of His great mercy... He, He gave His life for us. And in His giving His life for us, He forgave all our sins. He canceled the charges that were held against us. He has disarmed the enemy in every way possible. He has ripped the teeth out of Satan himself. And He has bound him. And He has robbed him of every bit of power. He has disarmed him. And every spiritual force that stands with them has no effect 
upon a believer who trusts in Jesus Christ. He has publicly, publicly shamed the enemy in every way possible. This one who says he is the ruler of the earth, he has been shamed. He has been totally destroyed in every way. And this Jesus, this Jesus who is in charge... He sits upon the throne. And out of Him sitting upon the throne flows a river of life to the people of God. That's the one we worship this morning. That's the one we give our hearts to this morning. It's not just to, oh, the guy in charge or the one who forgave my sins. It's to Jesus who has totally destroyed the enemy in every way. Not only has He destroyed the enemy in every way, but He has been raised to life. Raised to life. God saw it fit for His Son to die on our behalf. But this same Jesus who died on our behalf was raised to life. Now I want to tell you this. That the river never is void of a cross. The Holy Ghost always flows by the cross. It doesn't ignore the cross. It knows that there is a cross but also knows that there is a resurrection. Because this same Spirit that flows like a river from the throne of God is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and is the same Spirit that now dwells within the life of every believer. It's the same Spirit. This Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead raised Him up. And as it raised Him up, it brought Him into the very presence of, of God Himself. And God saw His Son worthy. He saw His Son worthy. And He gave Him a name that is above every name. That at this name, the name of Jesus, every knee, every tribe, every tongue would confess that He is Lord. It is not just the guy in charge up there. This is Jesus the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the completer of our faith, the one who says all things are done. It's Jesus. Oh, man, folks. Where does this water come from? Does it come from our own energy? Where does this water come from? Because we're excited? Where does this water come from? Because the song suits me? Where does this water come from? Because I went to church on Sunday? Where does this water come from? Because I said a, a somehow a nice prayer? This water comes from one who sits upon the throne. This water comes from the life of Christ Himself. There was no one, no one worthy. No one worthy. To sit upon that throne. But it was Christ who was worthy. Revelation chapter 4, please. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't He? Revelation chapter 4, please. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are absolutely wonderful. Revelation chapter 5, my mistake. Revelation chapter 5. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals in the scroll and to open it? No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly, because no one was found worthy to open this scroll. In this scroll, folks... 
is the new covenant. When Jesus says all things are new, they're only new because he was worthy to open the scroll. Because written in that scroll is the newness of life and the sending of the Holy Spirit to every believer. Written in that scroll is a scroll that says to him who believes, new life is granted in Christ. To him who believes, new rights, new charters of freedoms are found within that. That's why Jesus could stand and he could say, it is finished. And that's why he could say that I am the Alpha and the Omega. All things are new because he is worthy to open the scroll. And we read in Revelation chapter 5, then verse 4, it says, I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and to read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne. He has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. This victorious Christ, this risen Christ, this exalted Christ, this enthroned Christ, He is worthy to open the scroll. He is worthy to take the scroll. He is worthy to receive the scroll. He is worthy to break the seal of the scroll. And He is worthy to open the scroll. For in that scroll is life forevermore. If He does not take the scroll, there is no river. If He does not take the scroll, there is no river of life. But He is able to take the scroll. He is worthy because He died without sin on our behalf, forgiving all our trespasses, forgiving all of our sins, setting us free from the enemy, defeating Him every way, bringing, negative, uh, bringing his, his, his power to of no effect, absolutely no effect to the believer. And He is worthy. That person, they looked around in that place and they saw no one worthy and they began to weep. There will not be life if there's no one worthy. There will not be a Holy Ghost sent to earth if there's no one worthy. And he began to weep with a loud voice. And one of the elders stood up and said, Quiet! 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 We see him. The one who is worthy is here. There is life for the believer. There is the Holy Ghost for the believer. And he came and he walked. The scripture says he held it in his hand. And Father God, who reigned upon the throne, said, In this scroll there is life. The Holy Spirit can be sent so that every believer can live in newness. Newness. He held the scroll out, and Jesus took the scroll, and it says he broke the seals, and he opened it. And newness of life was offered to every believer, and the water flowed from the throne. Water came from the throne. Life came from the throne. But the Holy Spirit comes from the throne. And the one who reigns upon it. His name is Jesus. And those who were there, this is what they witnessed. 
Revelation chapter 5, it says, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing, in verse 6, between the throne and the four living beings among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represented the sevenfold Spirit of God that was sent into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and he took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and they had gold bowls filled with incense, which the prayers of God's people, which were the, are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll. You then break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God and every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will no longer be a defeated people, but they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throat and the living beings and the elders. And they sang a mighty chorus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing forevermore. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and they began to sing. Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and forever. Amen. And the four living beings said, Amen, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and they worshiped the Lamb of God. He's worthy. He is worthy. And to... You and I, he says, to all who are thirsty, come and drink. To all who are thirsty, come and drink. If you want newness of life, come and drink. The responsibility, all that is to be done, has been done. It is finished. And to you, he says, come and drink. You want to change your life? Come and drink. You don't want to live defeated anymore? Come and drink. You want to see circumstances and situations that surround you? Come and drink. That's what he says, come and drink. It's finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Come. To this, he says, come and drink from the throne. The very source. You don't have to wait at the bottom of the river. You can come to the throne where the river begins. You don't have to wait till the river comes to you. You can come to the source of the river. And you can drink right there. And you can take part of this great life right at the throne. See, I feel in Revelations, it gives us clear instructions of how to drink. 
Because in Revelation chapter 7, it says this. Verse 9. And I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation, tribe, and people, and language. And they were standing at the front of the throne and before the Lamb himself. They were clothed with white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And at the front of the throne, they were shouting with a mighty voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and on the Lamb. And the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and they worshipped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. To drink, you come to the throne. To drink, you stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You walk to the one who is worthy. And you stand before him. You, we are not here to sing songs. It's about someone. And his name is Jesus. And we come to him. This morning, tomorrow morning, you stand before the throne. And you engage with someone. You are relating to someone. God forbid that we find ourselves bored. Because as you and I lift our hands and are engaged with Him, the river flows to us. And we are actually drinking. Life comes from this because we are engaged with the King of Kings. That's why it says in the Word of God that the elders themselves, they came before the throne and they fell on their knees and their faces down because they were worshipping the One who was worthy. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God to receive all honor and glory and power and strength. Everything belongs to you. Salvation belongs to our God and to our King. You alone are worthy, O God. We love you with all of our hearts. We worship you. We worship you forever and ever. The One who sits upon the throne. And to that, to that alone, to that alone, the river would flow. And the river would flow to them. And life would come to them. Because He would pour out His greatest blessings upon His people. 
They were engaged. They were involved. They were in contact. They were connecting with Jesus. They came to connect with Him. Jesus wants to connect with you. He says, It's finished. Come, everyone who is thirsty. Come, everyone who is hungry. Everyone who wants to receive of the newness of this life. Come. Come. I want to connect with you. When was the last time you connected with Jesus? When was the last time that you came to Him and you gave Him all that He was worthy to receive? And in Him... Receiving that, he poured out his life on you. And immediately you were transformed in his presence. That's what it is to find the river flowing from the throne. It's just not, oh, I think something happened. But you feel the river coming to you. You feel it coming. It's like this fresh water and a pours over you, and it washes you white as snow. It takes away the guilt. It takes away the frustration. It takes away the pain. It takes away everything that is contrary, because only He is worthy. See, when we allow our indifference to be Lord, There is no river. When we allow our pain to be Lord, there is no river. When we allow our frustration to be Lord, there is no river. When we allow our bitterness, our anger, our self-righteousness to be Lord, there is no river. But when you come to Him, and you lay it down before him. He is Lord. And he is worthy. And the river begins to bubble. Springs of life come forth. And it begins to bubble up even within yourself. And you begin to say, I feel new. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice because He has made me glad. It says, the river of God, the river of God causes great joy to the city. It says, the river brings joy to the city. As I lay before Him all the things that I have lived through or am going to live through that day. He comes with His water and He purifies my soul. He purifies my consciousness. He purifies my thinking. He rearranges my thoughts. He takes those things that I've been thinking and He says, let's just think. 
the one who sits upon the throne. Be all glory, blessing, and honor. And I stand before him as the river flows, a new person in Christ Jesus. I have received life because I drank from him. I drank because I said he is worthy. I interacted with the living God. I engaged with the loving God. I made contact. I want to say this. I've watched worship for 50 years. I've been in church meetings 50 years. If I could say I went to church one Sunday of my life, one meeting, that means that I have attended 50 times 50 is 2,500, right? Meetings. I dare say I have attended probably close to 10,000. I have seen worship that was an abomination to the living God. No one in contact. No one engaged. No one connecting with the one who is worthy, who offers life. And we walk out the same way as we walked in because we've not seen Jesus. We didn't drink. And never mind drink on the Sunday morning. We didn't drink all week. And we live life with a religious, evangelical smugness and try to win a world without the life of God. He says, I have come so that you might have life and life to the full. It is the enemy who has come to rob, kill, and destroy, and keep the believer in the status quo. You are intended to receive life. If you will come and drink. These times together that we have are not just so you might drink once a week. It is to be a celebration of a drinking people. It's a celebration, it's accumulation of people who've been bending the elbow all week because they've been drinking in the Holy Spirit. And they're walking in a different life. Because he says this, to all who are thirsty, come and drink. And then it says, at the very end of all of this, all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. In other words, drinking not only makes you happy, but makes you a conqueror. Will you drink? Will you come to the throne and see Jesus standing there? And will you talk to him? And will you say he is worthy? Will you come to him? And will you honor him with your words, with your lips, and say, 
you are worthy. Will you engage in an animated worship with all of your being, with everything you have, and will you say, you are worthy? If you do so, something will happen. Life will come. Water will come from the throne. The Holy Spirit will come upon you in a new way and everything will become new. Do you know yesterday what you got was new, but it's old today? It's like a car. The moment you drive it off the lot, it has a depreciating value because you need to be buying new every day. These Chris Green would like that. We need to be buying new every day. We need to be drinking every day. Because that's where newness comes. It says they came to the throne. And they stood in front of the throne. And they said with a loud voice, You are worthy to receive all glory, honor, Blessings and power, all strength belongs to you, O Lord. You are the Lamb of God who was slain on our behalf. Salvation belongs to our God. You are Lord of heaven and earth. Thank you for this great life you've given me. Let the water flow, folks. Let the river flow. The river is only locked up because the people don't release it. You release and not grieve the Holy Spirit by contacting and relating to the one who sits on the throne. You want to see the Holy Spirit move in a great way? Then you come before the throne, you stand before him, and you worship him with all your might. And the river will flow. Hallelujah. Can you stand with me, please? Those on the worship team, please come up here this morning. Hallelujah. God is good. Anytime the children want to come in, if somebody can mention that to them, they're more than welcome to come in. But right now, you and I, we're going to worship the Lord, then we're going to break bread. Because this bread is about Him. And we're going to come and talk about this, actually, of how it is about drinking. And eating. Because this is as much to do about drinking as is worship is about drinking. Hallelujah.